1: From WBZ News Radio in Boston, this is New England Weekend, where each week we come together, we chat about all the topics important to you and the place where you live. It's so good to be back with you again this week. I'm Nicole Davis. I don't know how often you find yourself scrolling on apps like Instagram or TikTok these days, but I can promise you I spend far too much time. And I can also promise you that I've seen videos way more often about this than just once or twice. We're talking about skincare influencers and makeup influencers showing off their pretty packaged PR products, trying them on, explaining their nine-step skincare routine for day and night with all their stuff. Look, that's fine. I have no issue with that. And to be fair, I have actually learned a bit about my well, lack of skincare routine by watching these videos. As somebody who's in my late 30s, I've never really had a routine. It's not a bad thing to start taking care of my skin, so I've bought a few serums and creams to try to do that. The problem here is that these videos, well, they appear to have worked a little bit too well because now members of Generation Alpha, not even Gen Z, we're talking younger kids think eight, nine, 10, 11 year olds they're now on these social media sites posting videos of their makeup and skincare hauls, especially focused on anti-aging products like retinol. The brand Drunk Elephant, you may or may not have heard of it. It's especially popular. It's got brightly colored packaging, these so-called skincare smoothies. Store workers are now posting videos and photos of children trashing displays. There's even a video going around of children using darker toned foundation, white kids using it as blackface in a local Sephora. Dermatologists say they're nervous because there is nothing wrong with tweens trying out makeup. But some of these products could really, really hurt kids' skin and set their skin up for big problems in the future. Let's talk about this trend. Let's go over this. Dr. Ariane Karash is the Director of Community Health. She's over in the Dermatology Department at Mass General Hospital in Boston. Uh, Dr. Karash, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us what you're hearing about all this.
0: Well, it seems the controversy arose around certain brands who were advertising on social media and working with influencers on social media and uh, sending the message that seemed to be directed toward younger audiences and a message that had implications that gave, you know, teens and preteens or even younger kids the impression that they should be concerned with beauty and aging and therefore go buy these products for these anti-aging purposes Mm -hmm. before they may have even reached adolescence. (laughs) And this inappropriate messaging toward kids you know, was really the concern and that it was being amplified by certain influencers who may have lacked medical or scientific credentials or even awareness of the public health implications that their messages could be having on social media.
1: Yeah, of course, kids that age are impressionable. And honestly, with social media these days, adults are pretty impressionable, too. Let's be honest about it. But it's one thing for somebody to be influenced, per se, Uh, if you're an adult and you can go buy a retinol cream or you can go buy this or that or a serum, it's another thing when this child's skin is still developing. Talk to us about the potential issues that a a child could have with these products if they're using them.
0: Right. That's a great question. So as a dermatologist, I'll first say that there's nothing wrong with teaching kids to take care of their skin or to have a skincare routine Mm. as long as it's appropriate for their age and skin type. However, conveying the message to kids that they need anti-aging products or exfoliating products, which were the subject of a lot of the controversy, for example, products that contain retinols or alpha hydroxy acids, or salicylic acid, you know, certain things that can be used for acne or anti-aging and can sometimes be harsh, um, you know, and problematic for people with sensitive skin, even who are adults, uh, much less children. So this was the problem of, you know, advertising to a broad audience and to an audience that wasn't age appropriate. For example, even adults who have eczema or dry sensitive skin might have issues with some of these products. Um, You know, and if children or preteens have some sort of acne, they could see a dermatologist and be given treatments that are effective and safe for their age. Um, But so that was really the question of, you know, advertising to audiences that are not appropriate. And then, you know, there's also this increasing public health question and research around the possible harmful effects of certain ingredients in skincare and personal care products, which are industries that are largely unregulated by the FDA. Mm. For example, certain ingredients that have been found in some products in the US are actually not allowed in Europe out of concern Mm. that they could disrupt hormones uh, affecting the endocrine system. And this kind of disruption of hormones is currently being studied and there's more research that needs to be done on it. However, you know, it is a concern that while these products are being investigated, we need to be concerned about children being exposed to them before they even reach adolescence. Mm -hmm. And also nowadays, there are many skincare products that people can easily order online or on social media that are actually made in other countries and might contain toxins or ingredients that would not even be allowed in the U.S. And so, you know, this is a problem, you know, in terms of research into the ingredients that we are as dermatologists and people in public health are concerned about. And we really wanna be mindful of what we are putting on our skin especially when it comes to kids whose bodies are still developing. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the public health question of the psychological effects. So there's the question of whether something is harmful to the skin or the body of a child. However, we also want to be mindful of the messages that kids are being sent because, you know, their minds, their self-image and their values Mm -hmm. are also developing. So even the most conscientious parents who do their best to be great role models to their children now have to worry about the messages their kids are getting from influencers on social media who are getting paid by skincare companies. A lot of these influencers
1: might not even use the products themselves. So, you know, you brought up a really good point in the fact that self-esteem is huge for kids at that age, tweens and teens, so on and so forth. And especially if you, say, go to school and all these kids you know are using Drunk Elephant, making their, whatever, the smoothies or whatever they call it, or using the Dior lip oils or this or the exfoliating products. Even though you might not need it, you might think that this, if if you're influenced in a way by your peers as well, these skincare products are what you need to be the best you you can be.
0: Yes, that's a really great point. And as a dermatologist, I've really had a front row seat to this epidemic of people at younger ages becoming more and more self-conscious about their appearance and Mm -hmm. feeling that they have to take you know, in some cases, drastic measures, I remember a 21 year old patient uh, coming in to my clinic and consulting me about having fat surgically removed from her cheeks, so that she could look, quote, more contoured, like me or like the Kardashians. And I had to explain that I was more than a decade older than her. And that I too had baby fat in my cheeks when I was her age, where it's supposed to be at her age. Mm. And to alter that, would remove the look of youth that she should not be in such a hurry to lose. And so I try to reassure my patients, patients like her, to, to enjoy the stage of life that they're in and try to optimize that rather than dramatically alter their appearance. And I think you know another message you know, for these people on social media and the influencers who may be impacting uh, these children is that you know, children and preteens are watching us more than we realize. Yeah. They mimic the attitudes and behaviors on social media of their, you know, and their role models might be people that their parents might have never met or might not even endorse Mm -hmm. or accounts these days that might actually be fake, you know, and, and that these influencers, you know, are also often paid by companies. So nowadays it may not be enough for parents to just be good role models themselves. They may have to be aware of who or what might be influencing their children online and that they may need to be more proactive in educating their kids about the media they consume
1: what should parents know about these products that their children might want them to get? And what do you think is a good alternative to maybe replace that with and say, look, you know, this isn't exactly the best for your skin. I know this medically right now, even though it it seems cool and you want to be part of it, but let's try this instead. What would you suggest?
0: That's a great question. And I think that your your idea of offering alternatives is really an important part of the solution. So I encourage patients to read ingredients and to bring them into the doctor, whether that's a dermatologist or the child's pediatrician, and talk about ingredients. And so this is a case where doctors and parents can work together to educate kids and create a healthy age appropriate skincare routine for them so that kids will already have a regimen and not feel that they need advice from someone on social media. For example, some of my pediatric patients do skincare with their parents every day, like a family ritual. Uh, For example, when the whole family puts on sunscreen together in the morning or does a cleanser and moisturizer regimen at night and the kids have their own designated products. So in this way, skincare becomes a habit and they learn to do it with their parents and not some influencer on social media. And I also encourage parents that we can take a lesson from the playbook of these skincare product companies who make packaging fun for kids Mm -hmm. in that they can put fragrance-free hypoallergenic Products that are recommended by the dermatologist into brightly colored jars or containers so that these healthier products will also look more fun for the kids.
1: Phenomenal. Well, Dr. Karash, this is great information. Thank you for your time and your expertise on this subject.
0: Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you.
1: Have a safe and healthy holiday weekend. Please join me again next week for another edition of the show. I'm Nicole Davis from WBZ News Radio on iHeartRadio.